Freelancer. Time to get to work. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Your host Stephen and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to a very special episode 41 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet, back from Southern California, back from EA Play 2018, back from seeing Anthem shown for the second time in a year. Yeah, man. man. It has been one heck of a weekend for us, for the Freelancer Codex. We were finally in the same place um, after about a year of doing a podcast together. We actually got to see each other for the first time, and it was as awkward as I imagined it was going to be. So that did not disappoint, that's for sure. Um, I guess we're just a bunch of awkward dudes, so... Not much you can expect from that. So it wasn't awkward for me. I don't know. What it was saying. awkward. So guys, what is up? How's it going? How's how are you guys feeling after coming off of this long trip to California, where it's super hot? I actually think it's hotter here. It's definitely hotter here. Okay. Yeah. I'm tired from the drive, but uh, it was well worth. <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Are you tired for the drive for? Did you did you drive a lot? I sure sat in that car in the back seat. <laughs> I didn't know I was allowed to drive where I would have, you know. Yeah, right. I don't think you Aww. want Devin driving your car. You would not have driven. That's all right. All right, guys. That's all right. So this I think is... our drivers were good. It was a good trip. Yeah, the best driver on the way home. The one coming sure. back was definitely the best. That is true. I've <laughs> why keep it on the road. Got don't back strip. a lot faster than we got there. <laughs> oh man, it is true. You Although the driver the coming back. Caused our delays on the way there, so I caused delays yeah. on the way there. Yeah, you How, needed what did to I stop do? Quite, you needed to stop. Frequently. I'm hearing an awful lot of fighting words going on right when now. When you gotta go, you gotta go. All right. You gotta go, you gotta the alternative go. is Watch worse than getting there late. That's all I'm friendly saying. Friendly people, guys. This Devin, is. Were you saying that I was driving slow? <laughs> well, definitely slower than Stephen was. <laughs> and that's the truth. So this Steve isn't was going like you know. 10 over what you were doing on a regular basis. <laughs> That's just how you do it. And this is an Anthem-related podcast, so we only discuss things Anthem. Actually, we can actually discuss anything that we want because who cares, right? What are you going to do? Sorry. Not put us on the Reddit? Psh, whatever. We'll put out the episode anyway. So, guys, I want to get a quick overview. Um, quick recap, though, um, of our trip down there because people might want to hear about all the fun stuff that happened on the way down there. Do you guys have any fun stories? JD, you're like right there. So it takes you, what, two hours to get to EA Play? You could probably just walk down there every day and go hang out, right? <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? Okay. So you didn't have anything, nothing exciting happened to you on your trip to EA Play 2018? Well, well, no, no, uh, no. Uh, nothing really this time. I mean, the drive over here is a short one, and honestly, uh, I just Ubered everywhere and you know uh, So just nothing exciting. After, after all the stories you talked you told devs that you saw people dying, you had all these crazy stories well, that, that you wanted to tell trip. people. And then you just like that's, nothing that's, happened. That's road trip, Is this okay? your first road trip, okay? The two the two dead bodies I have seen so far this month have been in Florida and then today. All right, all right but we don't need now. to dwell on that, right? Cuz <laughs> that's morbid. 
We're all so, about positivity right Is this here. your first EA play? It's my first EA play, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So going down there, guys. So check this. We stop at this podunk gas station that Mike wanted to stop at for some reason. I don't know why you picked this one. For some reason, Mike's like, we have to stop at all the Mavericks. But this time, he didn't stop at a Maverick. He hey, stopped Steve. at Trader Joe's. Steve. Yeah? Steve. Yeah? If you're going to tell the story, it's got to be accurate. It's not accurate? <laughs> it's pretty close okay. to being accurate. All right. So go ahead go ahead and back it up and, so and, that, and start in my with mind, the truth. In my mind, that's accurate. So you might have to fill in some gaps. So we have to stop at a gas station, right? Because someone has to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to say who it was that caused us to do this Steven. multiple times on the way down there. All right, so for some reason in this bathroom... Man, we've, we've taken a weird turn here. This is what happens. We did take a weird, weird turn to this gas station. Maybe it was meant to be. I don't know. Most gas station bathroom doors have locks on them, right? And the minute I walked into this one, you're kind of in a situation. It's like, it's, you know, it's too late to turn back now, so you better just do it. So this gas station bathroom door has a sign that says, Door does not close or does not lock. So I'm like, okay, well... Better in there than out here. So I go into the bathroom. <laughs> so I close the door. For some reason, there's a rope on it. So I take the rope in with me. And I'm like, all right, it's got to get in here, do it fast. There's no way someone's not going to knock on the door because the sign says, please knock before entering. Obviously, everyone's going to knock on the door. Who would just knock on the door then immediately open? So I'm going to the bathroom, pull down my pants, getting ready to do my thing. And all of a sudden, I hear a knock. And I go, no. And someone pushes open into the door. I'm like, oh, not here. Slam the door. And the guy's like, oh, sorry. It's like, I bet you are sorry. Walk in me like that. Start of this trip. Uh, it was a rough start for Steven. It was a rough start. It Funny was like, start for the rest of us. It was like rough all the way through there. That's my, that's my one quick uh, story of... Don't trust bathroom doors that don't lock at gas stations. How about that? How about don't let Mike pick so, bathrooms that we're going to stop? So at? I've got dead bodies. You've got indecent exposure. Nick, Devin. I mean, not Nick. Mike, Devin. Mick, what you hey, Mick. Mick Jagger. Mick. I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying at my, friend's, well, at my friend Nick's place. Like, just um, in a couple of Nick? Yeah, as we drove in, we got to go through Zion's National Park, right? That was fun. That was fun. If you haven't had a chance to go, please go. Zion's Zion's is a great, great thing for everybody to see. It's like pulled right out of the concept art of Anthem right there. It's like Desmos taking a trip down to Zion's National Park. It's like, hey, we need a big old cable to the Anthem of Creation down in here. So (laughs) go check it out. Zion is pretty fun. fun That was a good trip. I I think it was just, you know, we were all super stoked to get out there. Uh, you know, we wanted to see more of Anthem and just get out there and yeah. experience what the big people experience. Our our little our little uh, four oh, microphone yes. outpost that that doesn't get too many morsels from the table. We we get our scraps, but we wanted to get out there and check it out and see what it was all about. And we're and grateful. So it was for fun. Scraps. We are grateful we'll for those scraps. We'll take all the scraps we can get. But That's you know what? Sure. We were we were given more than just scraps this trip. We were there and. Got yeah, to meet yeah. some really cool people and have some dinners. Oh yeah, it was pretty fun for these. And I, I mean, not not to say that we're country mouse, country mice, but you know, it was fun for us being in that in that arena and meeting those people that that we realized were you know just guys. They're not they're not different. They're not they're not the ones we met were not um, overly um, full of themselves. I guess 
not that I don't know if they would be. I guess what I'm trying to say is they were just good guys and down to earth. And I think what you're trying yeah. to say is, meeting them. is the perception that these people are like larger than life because they're people that you follow. It's almost like a celebrity status yeah. thing. To them, it's probably like yeah. I'm not even that at all. They're probably <laughs> right. just like I'm just a normal person. But when you know you do a podcast, yeah. you've been following people for a long time, it kind of elevates them. But they're just normal guys that are excited to – guys and girls that are excited to show off something that they've been working super hard on and they want everyone to enjoy it. And they don't care who you are. They want you to have fun and they want you to have a good experience. So it was cool to talk to a lot of them, feel their excitement for their game, and just be able to geek out with them a little bit. So we're, that was pretty awesome. So just Taking a baseball the, game. So it was good. The, the, the thing that was probably the coolest thing to me was that they were just as excited to meet us as we were to, uh, to meet them. And that was probably... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's how that, that's how it how how it felt at least because like it, they, you know, especially like having you know dinner with uh, Brennan and uh, Chris, like they were both like they they seemed excited when they were talking to us and they seemed excited by our reactions to things and to hear about what we thought. And they even said like you know going to EA Play and E3 is like it, it's it's a total like they want to go to sleep at this point, but as soon as they get there. They see everyone's reaction and they are just totally reinvigorated by it. And like, I just, I just thought that was like so cool because it was, you know, I don't know if they were, if they were just as excited to meet us as we were to meet them. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, I, but, they, but the whole thing is they were know. excited to meet us. Like they, they were excited to meet us too. Like not, not just because like you know we're freelancer product podcast, but like because we're fans. You know, yeah. and that was what caught me kind of off guard. Well, I think, I think it's, it's always. Good, you know, or it's it's fun to meet people that are passionate about something that you're doing that you enjoy doing, and so I think for them, I mean, they wanna they wanna know what people think of their game, you know, they see it day in and day out, and so it can kind of get uh, look the Routine. same to them all the time, you know, and so they want to see, they want to hear, they want to know what we think about it, you know, they're passionate about what they made, and uh, definitely shows in talking to them, and definitely shows in the work that they've shown off uh, to us, but. I think they're just they're excited. They want to get people hands on time. They want to get people to be able to play it and and experience what they've made. And so when when uh, we can get together and, and chat, I think it's always a good thing. And uh, yeah, so I agree. I think one of the cool things um, day what was it? We was there on on Saturday. We got to hang out with a bunch of people in line and the standby line getting into the anthem showing uh, we got to talk to a lot of people a lot of their feelings about you know what the game is um, I think I think everyone in that line thought they were gonna get hands-on game time um, with Whoa. Anthem. Whoa. so I, I think, don't know where everybody got that from but I, I don't maybe think it just was wishful thinking I don't think hoping. it was very clear in their in the uh, whatever it was called that was sent out it didn't it didn't say you weren't going to or you were just gonna watch a video so I think automatically people just assumed that they were gonna get hands-on time with it so that's true. So that probably Since wasn't pretty much every other game there was hand Right. So it probably wasn't so messaged very well because everyone thought that they were going to get hands on time. So so as we were talking to people, a lot of the sentiment was, you know, we're really excited. We want to know what this is. We want to know if there's, you know, relationships. It's a Bioware game. A lot of people were really optimistic, which I was really glad for. Um, a lot of times you can get kind of the pessimistic side of us gamers that are just like really down on this thing. This is just going to be a clone of this or whatever. So a lot of people were really optimistic. A lot of people had their 
I almost word I'm looking for. They had their concerns about what the game exactly was going to be. If it was just going to be just live service Destiny S game, or if it was going to be something that you know didn't have the relationships like Dragon Age or or Mass Effect. But overall, I think everyone was really positive on it. Um, leaving the leaving the show, we'll talk about what we actually saw a little bit later. But everyone was really stoked. Everyone came out of there super excited. Everyone was you know talking about what they saw the cool things that they saw i didn't hear anyone coming out of the um out of the showing disappointed at all i didn't hear anyone <laughs> saying oh this game is gonna is garbage is trash how did how come they don't have any relationships in this game so that and that's kind of something on the internet that we see a lot about with bioware is that people are so it's taking such a different path from what other bioware games have been that a lot of people are kind of negative on it but coming out of the show, I was I was really glad and I was really surprised to hear that a lot of people are just really positive about what they saw. So I thought that was pretty I cool. Think that's kind of what we talked about on the drive back when we were listening to, you know, the podcast and other things from other people who were talking about it, is that it might be kind of an advantage for us because at least for three of us, you know, I mean, JD has way more experience with Bioware games than we do. Um, might be more advantageous for us because we're not expecting all the same things that uh, – Bioware has done in the past. I mean, we're not holding yeah. Anthem against a standard of what Bioware has done before. So to us, this is kind of like a really... I mean, we've been playing uh, some Bioware games uh, for our challenge, but um, we didn't, like, live it and breathe it, you know, growing up with these games or something. And, and what they weren't a huge part of our, our gaming experience. And so we don't have this standard that we're holding it against. So maybe it's a little bit easier for us to see all the positive scenes, things and not really worry about what uh, Bioware has done in the past and, and hold it against Anthem. So what you're saying uh, is we are boarding a new Bioware plane with zero baggage where everyone else has all these carry-ons that JD's might got not all fit the baggage. on this plane. So, J.D., you have a lot of baggage that you're just going to have to let it go as we get to this new this new airplane that Bioware is uh, going to fly for us off into the sunset. So, Yeah, they're giving uh, us a new experience, right? So. And I and yeah, I think I as as sorry JD to cut you off real quick, but as as fans of the game, as fans of the developer, like if your friend wanted to go from building you know skyscrapers to building bridges, you would encourage that. You'd be like, if this is what you want to do, we're behind you. It's different, but you know, it's someone that you really enjoy. They created other things that you really love, so why not give them a chance to create something new, something that you might enjoy? Go yeah, ahead, JD. that's kind of the approach that I take to all this stuff you know i've been in the community a long time I, ha I have seen the other side of things where it's like why would you build bridges if you're only, like if you've only really shown yourself to be good at building skyscrapers it's like because you guys have made like incredibly sturdy skyscrapers you guys have made beautiful skyscrapers like if you applied that to something else it'll still have some skyscraper qualities to it but it's still going to be one hell of a bridge so, yep. i mean that's that's what i'm excited for and so far i have not been let down by what i've seen from Anthem. You know, even the whole thing of, you know, no romance is like, I wasn't really like, I, I thought it would be nice, but I wasn't expecting it because I knew it, was, it probably wouldn't fit in a multiplayer kind of game. It just, it, it would, it would have been tough. And I get that. It's almost like we called it around episode 20 that there wasn't going to be romances. So, <laughs> so one thing real quick is that we, uh, we, if you got to go to EA play, um, after you saw the Anthem demo, that you were able to pick a couple posters from 
from the prize booth. So what we're going to do, since we got a couple extras, uh, John Warner hooked us up each with a uh, set of four of them. So we got some extras from our first uh, watch through that we did. So we're going to give a couple of these away. I have the um, storm poster here that we're going to give away. We tweeted out a tweet earlier that if you liked and retweet and followed us on Twitter, you'd be put into a drawing for this poster. So we will be giving it away next show. Um, we'll pick randomly from all those new followers and all of our old followers also. And we'll give this bad boy away. So, pretty cool. Um, you can only get these. I don't know if they're ever going to sell these again. But, maybe well, not. I know they don't have a merchandise store for Anthem. And so, because I was like, as man, I really want to get some of those shirts. Yeah, I mean, as I did. I wanted, yeah. I wanted a shirt, a hat, a mug, a we car. We might just have to order them ourselves. <laughs> Make them ourselves. I was, I was looking at, yeah. Yeah. But that was that's kind of our our overview. So now I I want to jump into what we actually saw at EA Play. So we decided to do a nice little voiceover recording of the EA Play press conference, and we recorded over all the other games. And of course they they waited till last to show off Anthem, and we did a small little voice recording. So pulling from that video, guys, um, what are some of the big takeaways that you guys got from our short new uh, cinematic trailer? Plus the Q&A that we had with um, Casey, Mark, and I believe it's Kathy. I should have looked this up before, but now I'm putting myself on the spot. I'm pretty sure it's Kathy. She's the lead writer. (laughs) So what are kind of your thoughts? Um, Let's break it down. Mike, I would like to get your thoughts first and then go through Devin and JD. Um, Okay, so my thoughts on E3 and the new Anthem stuff that we have are this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. I'm re- I'm a really good writer, so here we go. Game looks good. Okay. Good job, Mike. That's not all um, you going. It's not, but I'm pausing for effect because that's what a good writer does. A good writer or a good speaker? <laughs> hey. Okay, <laughs> step on your moment. Yeah, you got Don't it. step on all right. I'm The game on. looks good. Um, overall, it, it looks... I mean, it looks good. I, I don't have... I don't have too much else to judge it against. When I saw it on the big screen, it was bright, it was vibrant, Are you it telling was me dark. If it's good, it's good. It was. It was scary. <laughs> it was. Um, oh, I just lost my word. It was um, tense. Um, the music kind of um, reverberated through you in a and just you know crescendoed at the right spot and and paused at the right spot and it was just a great hopefully the entire game is composed that way are and you talking about this music so it really sucks you in sucks you in on that that fourth dimension that third dimension or whatever um music was great um third person isn't my favorite view but i think i'll get used to it um hopefully there are ways around that i don't know um third person i I have a hard time with third person. What is it about um, I like, the third person? I like being that... able to look. Do what? What is it about the third person that you don't like? I don't know. I, um, so I, I like looking down um, my sights on a gun. I like looking through a reticle. Um, it's Kathleen, I don't... not Kathy. Sorry. It, it's tough. It's tough. I think for me to get used to, but I'll get used to it. Um, I really like the the way that a team works together to take out enemies via combos and making sure that everybody is geared um, for the best possible outcome. 
Um, I liked I liked flying. I liked swimming. I liked running. And then in my notes, I wrote bugs because I don't really like bugs. And there's a lot of bugs. Oh, you you know you mean like technical technical bugs? You mean actual arachnid giant? Ticks, yeah, face sucking. Yeah, I, f- I feel like creatures. I feel like Wreck It Ralph. We get to climb a tower and fight bugs and more bugs. Um, and then and then the whole the few bits of story piece that we got that that Anthem is a world unfinished by the gods, and you know they left their tools and they left their tools on, you know. So so at first I picture like walking into a workshop with reciprocating saws going off and you know just just that whole image in my head of oh there go my fingers um but i guess we don't get we don't have to lose our fingers in this part dad uh, joke image right there that it's a that's a saw 12 i think they're on 12 i think um but it, no overall impressions very strong um you know if i were to put it on a scale out of 10 probably an eight you know leaning closer to nine um looking really strong really excited the Strider looks awesome. Um, all the javelins and everything that they're capable of, and being able to see the different javelins and the customizable javelins, and and the different loadouts that you can have: mortars and flamethrowers, and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! You know, it's just just good stuff overall. Very impressed. Um, music was great. Um, yeah. Gameplay looked great. Um, just think- the different things that can go on. Like I could keep going on with first impressions and i probably said everything that everybody else wants to say so no that's fine i think you might actually move on to the next section i think you might actually enjoy third person a little bit more as you see that you know this is kind of you get to showcase your character more instead of always being just just looking at your gun so i think that might be something that'll grow on you i get that part i get that part you know as it stands right now i understand i I don't care what i look like that's for oh you because other people can still see me you know i know once I put my shaders and customized stuff on, I know what I look like. You know, that's for everybody else to stare at me for, and I don't need to stare at myself because I'll probably get distracted. <laughs> Do you have Mike's any? Not, con- Mike's not a peacock. He doesn't like to show off. So. I don't. I, I get in there and I, I have to cover Devin's positions most of the time because he's always <laughs> staring at himself and right. Do you have yeah. any constructive he's- criticism from what you saw? Things that maybe like, oh, this could be done differently, or this could, you know. Anything like that, or did you even think of with without without being able to handle the handle the uh, the machine itself? Probably not, because um, I I mean it all looks fine. I'm sure I'm sure button layout is going to be what we're used to: triggers and grenades and melees and, and inverted things. And flight. so, like, I don't have any I don't have any thing to say that that way. I mean, I, it all looks good. The story, it seems like we've and we've talked about this a lot that story is kind of first for our group it seems and it and it seems like that is the case with everybody that we've talked to um the devs on stage have talked about an intense story um it was you know our presentation was led by you know storytelling and so it it, it is what it, it remains to be seen and so we're we're excited for it i mean we have a what another year to wait because about eight months waiting is Waiting is awesome. 255 days, so, I think. JD, what are your initial impressions and uh, things that you liked and some constructive criticism, if you have any, for, for what we saw? Um, so much like Mike, um, the idea of the setting being a world that was abandoned by its gods 
and its tools still being left behind. Like, I, I really like that concept, especially because um, it kind of stri- it kind of strikes that kind of like mythic uh, balance, you know, like a, a little bit of fantasy, but at the same time, like you're looking at the tools that they left behind, you know, like the shaper things, and um, they're clearly technology, so it still maintained that like sci-fi element to it. Which I really, which I really, really like, you know, as opposed to, you know, other games that kind of mix sci-fi and fantasy, and it just basically comes off as like, it's all magic, but they're calling it science, you know, um, or science fiction. Uh, everything that I saw, um, it looked satisfying. The abilities looked satisfying. The flight looked satisfying. Um, the guns look like they're going to be really fun to shoot. Um, let me just, uh, yeah. And I, I, I really like finding out the names of the other javelins, like what their specialties all kind of are. Um, I think my favorite design aesthetically is the storm. However, um, I really like how, I like how both of them play equally. And I, I'm really glad that I don't have to just be nailed down to one and be able to switch to them. Uh, as for constructive criticism, um, I think in future showings of the game, I would like to see them show more of the underwater areas because based off of the two that we've seen, the like, uh, was it dusk light or dark light caverns? And then this like little bit uh, after the Ash Titan, uh, in the video, um, so far they're just kind of seeming, well, seeing, well, they, they seem like shortcuts to me and not necessarily full areas to explore. And I, I was kind of hoping for them to be uh, like full areas that we could like look at because I see the uh, the poster for the storm, and you can see that they're like flying and like well they're swimming and they're like exploring an area and I want to see some of that um, and not just basically because for a second there I kind of thought maybe the underwater bits are kind of like hidden loading screens but. I, I, I don't think they are, like, the more I thought about it. But it still just seems more like a shortcut to me than an actual fleshed-out area, yeah. at least right now. I think it possibly would get bigger. We do know for sure that you cannot pull out your weapons while you're swimming. That's something that yeah. Mark uh, said on Twitter, that you will not be able to do any... Uh, you can't There's shoot no your guns. combat, I don't think, underwater. Yeah, which is good, because underwater combat sucks. Freaking Legend of Zelda. Anyway, okay, cool. So, Devin, what are your quick initial impressions? Um... Favorite things, constructive criticism. What do you got? Quick, you say. <laughs> well, um, no, so my initial impressions were the game, uh, watching it up close. I mean, when we watched the initial EA Play stuff on the TV, uh, it looked great, but then watching it uh, in the demo room, in the live demo, uh, the game looked just absolutely stunning. Um, obviously, it was running on PC, and I'm sure those. We don't know exactly what every what you know all the specs were for the PC, but um, it looked great. The particle system was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean the game looked smooth. It looked like it ran smooth. There's no issues. Um, obviously, it was just a little tiny slice of the game. You know, uh, it's a demo. They had to get ready a little space, uh, but but it is in the game. I mean, they just took a slice from the game and and uh, kind of made it available so that we could watch it and check it out and. So they can show off a few of their things. So um, I don't really have any criticisms for th- for it at the moment. I mean, there's not much I can criticize besides I want to see more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, until I can really get hands on with it and really spend some time with it, I can't really criticize it because 
Uh, all I see is a, is the demo that they've shown us, and they've shown us, you know, the the new javelins, given us the names, given us uh, a lot of information to talk about, and a lot of things to think about over the next eight months, you know, and uh, as they slowly give us some more information. But uh, really, I guess I would say I came away from it surprised at how polished that part of the demo was. Like the UI was all in place, uh, you know, all, all the graphics, all the textures were super high res and, and looked amazing. And I was just kind of poli- excited and astonished at how polished it was for a game being, you know, eight, nine months out. So, Yeah. And I think one of the cool things about the slice that they did show us is they went into the map. They showed us the map of the world, um, them selecting the mission that they were going to go on to. And it looks like um, even though they selected that, it looks like it's not just you selected this. This is the terrain that goes with that. This is all the open terrain that you're flying through. And they flew through a ton of terrain that we saw. And that means yeah. like the big over the mm-hmm. overworld map. I mean, they they've done a ton of work on that. There's a ton of work that looks like is already done. So different branching paths that they can already go to. So it's not like this is the only part of the game that's done. I mean, unless they're really good at just saying, you know, we we completed this small little highway of this giant map, which I don't think is the case. Um, they're pretty far and they've, they've done a ton of work on this game and it looks, it looks really good. Um, the way that the, that the javelins move, we followed the Colossus, um, through most of our, the demo that we saw and the weight of the Colossus really translates into its movement, translates into how it sounds using its thrusters to get up into a run and then jumping into the air, um, the ground pounds. I mean, all this stuff, it looked and it sounded really, really good. I really enjoyed it. They showed us some combat, taking out some snipers, taking out the turrets. When they took out the turrets with their rocket launchers, I mean, this is one of the... They had a huge particle explosion that just looked fantastic. I mean, there's flames, fire everywhere. It didn't just look like, you know, a tiny little explosion. It looked massive like you actually were completing something, and it felt satisfying when they blew it up which I thought was was really cool, especially if it's something that, you know, these things might be around. Having a satisfying explosion of something that you're going to be killing multiple times is just fun. So I really like that about the showing. The the one thing that I didn't really like, um, the Ash Titan that we flew past, didn't look very interesting to me. It kind of looked like a big ogre with long arms and long legs. Um, We didn't see it up close for very long. Boo, Steven. Boo, Steven. I... (laughs) It did. It didn't like when we saw the the hive tyrant. Hive tyrant is that what it was called? Swarm tyrant. The swarm tyrant. So when we saw that, I mean, that was an interesting looking creature. It looked like a tick, spider, face hugger, just giant, bulbous, mutated. It was gross looking. Something that you're like, oh, I don't want to get close to that thing. Like the ash titan was big, and maybe it was like a low level titan. Um, The titans are part of in-game events, world events that are going to happen. It seems like you're going to need a lot of people to team up and take it down. So maybe this one was just really low level. It just didn't look that cool to me, and that might just be my preference. But I was like, well, I wouldn't want to go up against the Swarm Tyrant. Like the Ash Titan, you know, it's just kind of a big dude walking around with a chest beam. So wasn't a huge fan of the Ash Titan. That's probably just on me, but... Maybe it's more exciting when you get into the actual, you know event because they just skipped it you know they just wanted to show off hey here's a huge giant uh, world event type of thing and that's not the only world event you know only type no of it, it's not but i'm just saying it's i don't want to like it's really easy for me to like gush over everything that we saw because i really enjoyed it i mean 
we're kind of invested. So I yeah. don't want to just be like, oh, this is. You can everything. say we're invested. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be like everything in this thing is amazing, and I love every piece of it because then it would seem kind of pandering. But I mean, that's just one thing from the small little snippet that I wasn't a huge fan of. That's all I'm saying. Like the other little rabbit. What about rabbit the, uh, the numbers and combos that people are talking about? Oh, I've dude. The more numbers for me, like in a game like this, I want to see my numbers. I want to see yeah. my numbers increase. I want to be able to say, dude, did you see this crit? I just put down, you know, two hundred thousand damage on this critical shot. You know, what can you do? Like not being able to see that, I I think it takes away a little bit of the fun of having different weapons that can stack on different armor that can stack on your abilities. I mean, that's what you want to see, right? You want to yeah. see well, that. It's an indication of what works and what doesn't is, exactly. is what it is. And so, I mean, it, it just makes sense. If, you're, just, if your bosses or if your enemies are going to have bars, then you need numbers to know, to have some kind of, of um, indication, uh, relevance. Yeah, just some, you know, what am I doing to this to make, to affect this, this power bar, you know? It's got to correlate somehow. I just really like the fact that you can combo. And that's cool. That's going to be just really cool that you can work together. And, you know, if you have a team, a group to play together all the time, we're like, okay, here's what I'm rolling with. Here's the kind of combos. We know what kind of combos we can do. And I'm sure as we're going through like strongholds and things like that, where it's like, all right, we're going to need these type of combos, these type of mm -hmm. abilities, uh, because we tried stuff yesterday and it did not yeah. work. And so I think that's a way where we can work together as a team, you know, and in the game where they want teamwork. Uh, to be able to say, okay, these combos work. This is what really helps out. And also, so, you know, it's not just like you don't just want to waste it. It's kind of like uh, in Overwatch when you're using your, your ultimate or whatever. Right. You know, you want to plan those things out. Um, you know, you, you, combo your, you combo your damage boost with your Soldier 76, with your Dragon Strike, mm -hmm. and yep. your Graviton. Exactly. Hammer. Teamwork is just important. So, you, I mean, you can go out there and just do whatever you want, but things are going to be much more proficient and efficient and efficient. And I, I don't know yeah. if we, we haven't heard yet if enemies are going to have like damage um, resistances or weaknesses to different um, damage types. Cause we know there's, there's a frost grenade, oh. there's fire, there's flame and stuff like that. So I imagine possibly they, they might, I haven't read anything about that yet. I haven't heard anything about that, but the nice thing it about didn't look like it. From, from what we could tell, we didn't know. I mean, some of the damage numbers changed colors. We don't know if that's a critical hit. We don't know if that's because they are weak to it. But one of the nice things about the combo system, and which sets this apart from every other um, game that we have played um, in an open world, shared world shooter like this, is that it's going to change all the time. So when you're playing with random people, it, it's going to mm -hmm. be like, hey, what do you have? What can I combo off of you? I just got this new gun. Maybe it does something differently. You know, what combos yeah. can we make from it? So changing the gameplay from taking the interceptor, taking the storm, and being able to say, hey, my javelin can do this. What can yours do? How can we use them together is really interesting. And it makes it so the encounters aren't just going to be the same. You pop your super now, I pop my super now, and that's it. Because you have yeah, yeah. your grenades, you have your ultimates, you have different weapons, different abilities, calling down a lightning storm onto someone that's been frozen um, when they've been <laughs> hit by um, you know, a firewall. Awesome. I mean, there's so many things you can do that changes it up and makes it more interesting. And you know what? If a billion combos you know, pop up off of an enemy, that's pretty awesome. 
as far as I'm concerned. That means we're doing our job. Turn means you're doing it right. Yeah. 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 means you're doing Praxley's job. Yeah. Crazy Praxley. All right. Sorry. Well, I talked to you. J- trouble. JD, you got anything uh, in regards to the combo system? Because I know combo system hasn't been in any other Bioware game. So. What? I don't know. I haven't played any other Bioware oh, but, games. Um, the, com- the combo system has been around since uh, since uh, uh, Dragon Age Origins. Does it uh, say Dragon combo Origins when you hit an enemy? Well, no, but the whole thing is the idea of like multiple party members using different abilities that combine to make a greater ability um, has been a thing since Dragon Age Origins. They had in Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, like I remember in Dragon Age Origins, um, you could like somebody could cast like an oil spell or like grease or something like that, and then another person could you know do like a flaming attack, whether it's a flaming sword or an actual fire spell, and it would create a big old oil fire. Um, in Mass in Mass Effect, it'd be like something like somebody weakens their shield and then somebody hits them with a biotic blast and that like shatter their armor. So th- it's been around. But I'm really, I'm, I was really curious about how they were going to implement this in multiplayer, and I'm so glad they did it in the way they did, because the kind of like explosion of like combo on screen um, does kind of have like a sort of like a, uh, I can't remember the word for it, but uh, it's just a very like uh, gut feeling of oh yeah, like it's very satisfying. Yep. To, to satisfying. You're doing that with your friends, you be like bam. You know? Gives you that dopamine hit, just kind of like mm-hmm. that pop when you get a headshot. So, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to combo with you guys. All right, so let's go quick story overview. Um, So, story. So, as as, as much as we know, there are the shapers, or gods. I picture them as really big because their tools are really big. So, like these worlds that they're creating, are they just like little toys to them? And then they, so the shapers, they left. They left all their tools on, like Mike, like Mike said. The miter saw's running. The bandsaw's running. You know, all these things are running inside the shop. and Corrupting on, everything. Corrupting everything. And on this everything. world, there's this thing called the Anthem of Creation. So, the Anthem of Creation is what the enemies, the Dominion, want to harness. And, of course, the bad guys want to use everything for, for bad and not for good. So the guys do that's what bad guys do. They just they steal all the milk and they want to do bad things. So the shapers are gone. They left. We have no idea why the shapers are gone. We've been told that that's not the point of the story, but that's just the backstory. So I'm sure we'll learn a little bit about the shapers, what happened to them. Maybe in the future we'll learn more and more. But they left these giant extension cords. They look like extension cords to me all over this planet. Some of them have broken up and it seems like the energy is still running through these extension cords, which is causing these breaches, um, these anomalies that we have to go shut down that we've seen in the trailer. You got to get the six orbs, you put the relics in the thing and the thing turns off and you're good to go. No more power. I'm explaining it pretty good, right? You guys are still with me? Mm-hmm. Good. There's so some the, clinking going on. There's some clinking. JD's drinking some water. It sounds like he's got like metal ball bearings inside his water here. So. <laughs> oh no, just ice cubes bouncing up against the okay. metal cup. I apologize. So the Dominion <laughs> are the bad guys and I they didn't say specifically, so you guys tell me if you got this impression or not. The scars are part of the Dominion. Is that the impression no. you guys got? <laughs> no. That did not strike me that way. Okay. I think the scar is just another group of enemies. So. Yeah. Okay. They just struck me as like a like a third Ter- party. Tertiary. And the scars the are mute. And the scars yeah. are mutated humans. Correct. That's kind of what we t- took away from that. Mm. Yes. Well, okay. That's I, what I we took away sure from. About that either. I know they're another faction. They're another group, right? So there's the Scar, the 
the you have the the dominion, and then there's also the the mutated creatures throughout the world. Right. I I, I was I was curious about um, the like because I know the pre order is like the order of dawn armor, and one of the regions on the map that they showed in the demo was the fortress of dawn. And I'm wondering if that's yet another faction that they haven't talked about yet. Nah, I think that's just where they resided, you know. So I, this is the part where it's kind of like I don't know if we can talk about this part. Well, don't talk about it then. Um, so as far as we know, so we're we're freelancers. Freelancers used to be this very prestigious group of individuals that would go Say out. Say that word again. Prestigious individuals, huh? group of individuals. Did I say it right? I, yeah, that's, that's how I thought it was. So they're prestigious individuals that would go nice. out and take all these jobs. They were very renowned. People really liked them. They were like the Boy Scouts of this planet that we don't know the name of yet. And the freelancers so far have fallen on bad times. They're kind of Hard times. they're like tough times. tough times. They're like Spider-Man when he's ready to give up the the costume. Right? He's down. He's sad. He's throwing his costume in the dumpster. Someone's gonna find it, take it to J. Jonah Jameson, and sell it. Um, so that's kind of where we find the freelancers. So we're the low of the low, and we're going to bring the freelancers back up to what they are. So maybe it's possible that the um, Order of the Dawn used to be this group of freelancers that were well-renowned, and they just kind of left, or something happened, or the Dominion started taking over. So anyway, so we're back. So we're, we're just trying to make it into this world. So as we look over to concept art that they showed during EA Play, we got a concept art of us, I assuming, as the player in the foreground. And then there's a looks like a storm javelin with some particle effects. It looks like he's stretching out his hand with some lightning. And he has two other storms around him. He's got a really big cape. Usually the storms only have half capes. You guys can see this picture. It's in the document. If you want to scroll over, it's over there. I put all these over here so you can see what we're talking about. So you, I'm guessing this is probably one of the bad guys. Um, maybe a leader, lieutenant of the of the Dominion. Um, he's got kind of flanked by some of his some of his cronies there or it could just be like this is where you get your your storm javelin from this dude you got to go see him he's like the obi-wan kenobi of of anthem and he's just hanging out there with his it buddies looks bad so. to me. That's that that's what i assume by the dead bodies around <laughs> his feet but you don't you know they could have been bad guys trying to attack him too what do you guys think of this of this concept art you think we're you know the leader of the dominion fighter for the dominion or just concept art that might not even ever make it into the game. I think just concept art. I don't know. I think it's kind of uh, you know a lot of the concept art stuff doesn't make it into the game, but um, I hope you know this some somehow makes it into the game a similar situation um, to what's going on. So I mean, they they showed a lot of specific concept art. I think a lot of these locales are going to make it into the game. These are pretty impressive concept art. Um, Bioware, you better give us a book because I'll buy this book in a heartbeat. So give us all the concept art. Up. So yeah. what do you guys? What do you guys think of the anthem of, of creation? The shapers leaving. Is it you know invoke feelings inside your body that you just can't explain or you're afraid of? Or Devin, I'll let you go first. Impressions. Does this give you a Halo vibe? Um, I mean, they both have rings. Uh, <laughs> that is no, true. I mean... <clears throat> Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting backstory, I mean, because it, it's, it's convenient in a way that, hey, they're gone, so how can we explain all these random things are here, right? Uh, but at the same time, it also creates a lot more mysteries, like what's going to happen in the future, you know, what happens if they come back, or 
Why did they leave? Did they leave because they had to? Was something else attacking them? Um, you know, I don't know. And How many other worlds did they make? If they're just like yeah. in the business of building worlds for people? Yeah, or and it's like, well, if we as freelancers, you know, if we start going around and doing stuff, I mean, ultimately, are we going to be, you know, mutated by the anthem of creation? You know, as we're trying to, I don't know, fight these enemies and, and do whatever we're doing. Because um, really, so far, all our goal is to keep everything in balance, right? It's not to like, you know, we're not giving them tasks to go free the world. It's just to keep everything in balance and make sure... All these extension cords that have been left on aren't going to destroy everything because the shaper storms, all these different events have been told that <laughs> we've been told that they're going to reshape the land. So that's where a lot of our extra content and things are going to happen on a global scale. So all this, the anthem yeah. creation, all these leftover tools from the shaper are actually going to physically alter the the map that we're going to be playing on. Mike, what Did do you got? Did they actually Go give ahead. us a name of what you keep calling extension cords? No, they didn't. Um, I don't know I what they're they called. They just said tools of creation. Yeah, they just look like they, they look like long arms that you know, and they've got blue pulsating power going through them. So, it just looks like an extension cord to me. I mean, if <laughs> a giant if, are listening to this, if a giant god name, please do that. Tell us, so tell us what if a giant god created <laughs> a planet and he needed power, cords. what would he use? He you know, use an extension cord to get power. Not over extension there. cords. They use power I don't lines. Think you use an extension cord. I, I, that's what we use. Anyway, so Mike, what do you think of house? this? <laughs> I don't know. Mike, crazy. you got nothing. He's looking at me. He's muted. Looking no, I'm not face. muted. I am. Sorry, I was watching. I was looking at this concept art and just trying to follow along with your thoughts. Um, my thoughts Devin's are thought. all over. They're like a planet that your wasn't finished, all are over. and then the owner just are bounced all out. Over. It's very, it's very, it's very hard to follow you when you get like when excited about something because yeah, you kind of like go all over the place. Oh, I that's think, what I do. I think we have some basic um, story elements kind of lined out. We know that there are these characters known as gods. We know that there are is the this thing called the Anthem of Creation. And and you're like you said, we as freelancers are kind of in the middle. The uh, the mission that they showed us during EA Play was to was to turn off some of these tools that were have been um, that the other group was trying to turn on. Right? Yeah, they were trying awesome. to turn on these tools, and we had to go and well, I, well, I think silence were... them. I think that was the the verbiage that was used. Right? The relics were silenced. Yeah, we silenced yeah, them. And so. I mean, well, I don't know if they turned again, around. I think it just started turning on. They started activating, and there was a scar encampment around it. Yeah, no, the, the they, scars they actually started, came up. They with were the drill. trying to turn them on. No, they were already on because there was a drill-like device that actually came up out of the earth, where the heavy scar dude actually came out of. So they they spawned there. So these guys are obviously living underground. They use these tunnels to get from place. Why to Why do they have to be obviously living underground? Well, just because where would you? Where else would you? You're drilling from. Well, the, I, I think I think you're a little. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, so that's not. So I'm guessing that they they're either using this energy to use you know to mutate farther along to either increase themselves to uh, up the evolution chain so they become more powerful. Something like that is going on in my head. That's my head canon already. So. That's what I think. JD, what do you got? Are you getting some, some Mass Effect on... What are you talking about, Mike? You, go ahead. You want to tell me, you go. No, I just... You're funny. 
we'll talk you're, about you're, a, you're a funny guy. <laughs> He's a funny Daddy, guy. what you got for us? Do you get some you're Mass Effect guy. Andromeda feels from this? You know, all this old technology found underneath the underneath the planet? Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of like a staple. Um, in... No, staples hold papers together, J.D. Okay. Oh, well. We apologize. Our, our episode this week has deteriorated into a series of words that aren't really words. Just noises and grunts. Just uh, noises. So... Uh, in Night Seal Republic, um, the the big plot MacGuffin was something that, like, it was old technology um, hidden throughout the galaxy and universe uh, called the Star Forge and all that. And it was left behind by an old race in Star Wars lore called the Builders. So they had that and Mass Effect. Um, it was, you know, obviously, you know, Forerunner tech. Not, well, not Forerunner tech, sorry. Pro, uh, Whoa, Protean crossing tech, the streams here. Tech. protein tech uh, tech, and then you also had reaper technology and all that Um, so them using old technology or old technology just being left around the planet it's very much Bioware style Um, however I think the the cool part here is is that um, that this isn't isn't just like you know like oh they did something um, and you know just um, you know uh, stopped or whatever like the whole thing is that they they know that the gods abandoned it. Like they, for whatever reason, they know that their work was not done. And I think the questions that that raises regarding you know, like how did the people of this planet know um, that it wasn't that it wasn't finished? You know, how do they know that this wasn't their plan and all that? I, I think the answers to that question that they're going to get into later, uh, or I hope they get into later in the story, are going to be um, interesting to say the least. Uh, because they, they're not, they, they kind of speak of it pretty definitively where it's like, these guys, they left us, they left this planet. It's, it's half finished. Like, I, I don't know how like a whole planet full of people could like come to a conclusion like that without some kind of evidence. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I'm intrigued by it. I am, I am really looking forward to, they've already set up that freelancers are kind of down on their luck right now. That means something must have happened previously to all the freelancers where they had a fall. So that means there's ample opportunity for novelization for mm-hmm. Anthem. So that gets me really excited. Um, they've got some writers in there and other people are writers and some people know how to write books. So I'm excited to get some books about the, the world. So And then maybe then we'll figure out exactly what these extension cords are called. So real quick, Mike, you're going to break down Mark Dara answered like a billion questions he's still answering questions on twitter right now for a bunch of people we wrote down a couple of the common ones what he's in beast mode he is in beast mode so we wrote down a couple of the more common ones that he answered out i'm gonna leave out the question because you can kind of you can extrapolate the question from the answer so mike if you'll just read through these real quick you can choose a different voice for each one no you don't you can use whatever voice you want so here's gonna be quick answers some frequently asked here are some frequently answers. Let's see, how do you say it? There are here are some, here are answers, some answers to frequently asked questions. Well done, Michael. That was a sentence. Well done. Am I the best person to be doing this part? Here we was go. Was that answer? Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> are you ready? So, so this is this is what we have learned so far. We start the game with the ranger and earn the other javelins throughout the story. 
I'm guessing that question was, how old are you? Yep. Good job, Mike. Um, the next answer is thrusters overheat, cooled off by waterfalls and rain. So, um, again, um, in the in the live demo that we were able to be a part of, we learned that the world was reactive. And, and one of the things that they showcased was using waterfalls to cool our jets. Cool <laughs> your jets, cool your Mike. Jets. Um, but, I'm, but I'm interested in what else this means. Um, so what else does it mean that the world is reactive? Is it just water? Can we just react to water? Is there an, I, you know, an earth element that we can pick up rocks? And so, so that'll be kind of cool to see. There are no cheats, no keys. No chests. Oh, wait, no chests. Yeah, probably no, no cheat codes Aww. either. There are no chests. No cheat codes. There you, are chests. Maybe you're not the best person. To... There yeah. are chests. No keys. Oh, there are chests. Look at that. Yeah, you don't need keys guessing, to open them. I'm guessing that question was... Are there I'm chests and do you need keys okay. to open them? Story. Story will be will continue to be added. So that's good. There's a plan. They're not, they're not giving us a game and then saying done on to the next project. So that's good. You can replay missions you have previously completed with other people. That's good. We will talk about customization, customization later. That's good too. Level is attached to your freelancer. You will also you will always get level appropriate gear. That's kind of fun. Um, you don't know many characters. We'll see. Hang on. Don't know how many characters you have per account. Maybe one only, which seems like that's all you need because then you get all four javelins. Um, but we'll see. There are resupply points where you can respawn in case you wipe. Oh. Uh, Remember when we used to wipe like all the time? You should wipe all the time, Michael. It's good wipe. practice. Steven, with the bathroom humor, you must have been watching a DreamWorks movie, man. Clean and dirty. You can upgrade your flying skill, which is good because Steven can't fly. So you can fly longer. Um, there, can't jump. You're, he doesn't have to anymore. Enough. He just flies. <laughs> there is a crafting system in Anthem. Uh, uh, loot spawns for everyone individually. No kill or loot stealing, which is good because Devin's really good at taking other people's stuff. Some loot-specific encounters, which is fun because then you can go, hey, we need to use this combo on this encounter to get this kind of loot, which I think will be cool if, if different combos help you get different things because then there's some <laughs> skill involved that there. That answers the question we asked earlier. If enemies have, you know, if they're affected by different type of elements or something, if some loot-specific yeah, encounters... Or is this, or is it a question, since you don't have the question here, is it do you get specific loot from specific characters? I, yeah, I think what, what it is. means is like this character, this boss you fight gives you this loot. But I added that I think it would be cool if different combos help give you different loot. Maybe, maybe even if it gave you a loot with a different, uh, or a weapon with a different element type. I'm not sure if there are element type weapons in the game. I haven't. I haven't heard we anything. Are there element from, from the type last, weapons? From the last EA trailer, EA trailer, E3 trailer, from the, the first E3 trailer, it looked like there was uh, damage types, but I don't. We'll have to go through and look to see if there. So that'd be kind of cool if you use like a like a fire lightning combo. You get you know a, a type of element. Well, anyway, that would be cool. That would be cool. Okay, strongholds will be hard. So stronghold. Look is for that. We saw That'll be fun. At EA That'll be play, fun. So. Um, it looks like this question 
was asked about damage numbers and that they're looking into removing them. I don't know if that means, that means altogether or the ability they, they, to they mean making them optional. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm talking. <laughs> and we're not listening. <laughs> um, there will be some challenging endgame mechanics, which would be cool. And this is one that everybody's been asking. And this is the answer that has annoyed some people. And if I think turned, we heard kind of turn people off of the game. But, it, but on the other hand, it also turns people onto the game because they know how um, unbalanced that this element brings to, to games like this. Are you but there will be no right PvP. Saying? There will be no PvP. That turns me on. It turns some people off, but you're right. It's it's either one or the other. You either you either want it or you don't. It. There doesn't seem to be any middle. Um, another answer to a frequently asked question is that there will be ammo drops in the world. Um, no mass productions and no microchips in Anthem. They were talking about the technology of the world that they don't have mass production lines. Everything in Anthem is pretty much handmade by the people that actually live there. So nice. But that leads okay. to the other question, though that that. There's no microchips, so how do they see through their helmets? What powers their suits? And where exactly. Does that so Mark, where's that power? Mark said, from? "Wait and see." I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it comes from Mark. I'm gonna assume it comes from the Anthem of Creation. But that technology just works. It just works. Don't think too much about it. No, I'm guessing it'll be explained. That comes from the Anthem. So here's another answer. We are human. My question is, are we from Earth, though? No. He says specifically no. that we are not from Earth. We are, did not come from a different planet. We are native to the planet that we are on. Earth has nothing to do with this game at all. Interesting. Yep. All right. There are dedicated servers, so if you need a drink, you just you just push a button and your server will bring you a drink, and it will be just fine. Wrong kind um, of dedicated server. Oh, oh, dedicated servers. For those of you who who like that. Kind of information. Mike's not uh, tech savvy. I'm not very tech savvy. I I have this screen in front of me that just works. I don't know how. Um, it's just doing it. You see, you cannot earn the Legion of Dawn items. Uh oh, which means you has to pre-order if you wants them. Correct. It also one other question. One other answer is that all cosmetics can be earned in game. You do not Doesn't need. Doesn't that contradict the last thing we just read though? Um, so the well, Legion so that's specifically the Legion, the Legion of Dawn, Dawn is the only exception. Yeah, that's a pre-order bonus. Because the Legion uh, of Dawn stuff is different, Devin. It's different. It's a special cosmetic? Yeah. Devin. It is. I will come over there. I understand what you're asking, but you know what? Stop asking it because... Some good questions don't have good no, answers. I'm going to keep asking about VR. You keep asking about VR. Ooh, we don't know about VR. Do you think there will be VR? I I don't know. Um, I, I think I, I picture think... Devin walking into the wall a lot. Uh, have you done VR uh, much? Have you? No. I don't think <laughs> you have. I said no. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Um, um, JD was saying something. What you got, JD? Go ahead, JD. Uh, I I, uh, I was saying I did think it was pretty cool that uh, Mark did confirm that we'll be able to customize the look of your freelancer. Um, like that's I, I I know for a lot of Bioware fans that was a big question. So, yes, you can customize the look of your freelancer, your pilot specifically. Um, then, of course, you can also customize the armor as well. Um, and then uh, I, I remember I, I marked this one down because I believe it was either Steve or Mike who had this question uh, in an earlier podcast. 
But they said, if I join a friend's instance, will I get credit for finishing a mission or do I need to be in my own instance? And uh, Mark Dara said, if you are at the same place in the story, you will get full credit. If you do a mission you have already done to help out a friend, we will have special rewards for mentoring. So you'll you'll have special rewards for helping your friends out uh, go through the story again. So special rewards. For that. So I, I, I thought that was cool. Yep, I think that'll help um, feeling like you're not just doing something just to do it, but you'll actually so get rewarded for it. Spending time with your slacker friends who don't play games. Exactly. Know, but right? it will be nice that your slacker friends can jump Steven. in with you. So. I did like how uh, Mark uh, also threw some shade at the uh, at Destiny a little bit. Because somebody asked, uh, how much, well, will there be a limit to how much uh, storage you have in your bank or your vault or whatever? And Mark Dare's response was, no, why would there be? I just I just got a good laugh out of that. So banks have unlimited space, which is awesome to hear. Yep, like it would be good to be able to store all your stuff. So real quick, freelancers, this is, I think we're going to end this episode here. We've been talking for about an hour. This is a brief overview, what we did at EA Play, how we showed up there, kind of story overview, gameplay overview, some quick Q&As from Mark. We're going to deep dive into the gameplay trailer that we have. We're going to dissect it. I mean, we spent... 40 episodes talking about a seven minute trailer we just got about 22 minutes of information so this will definitely last us up until the release of the game which happens february <laughs> well, we're 22nd. gonna also cover everything else that they release between now and the- yeah they're gonna be releasing exactly. a bunch of stuff there's we might just have to bleep this whole section we might there have to go. bleep all this out so freelancers beep, beep, beep. um until next time do we have any do we have anything we need to clean up here Nope. This is it. Okay. There's a lot more to discuss. We're, we're gonna be we're gonna be at it for the long haul. Um I wish we could get all the information out. It's really hard to collect all this information when you're actually there because you don't just get to sit down and go through it. We had a lot of fun being there, so Freelancers, this has been episode 41 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. You can follow us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Freelancer Codex. I always play this thing and it is way too loud and I need to turn it down. So I'm going to stop that real quick because I was going to blow out my eardrums. So if I just do a thing here and I move this here and I click this button here, and click this button and do this. This is how the sausage is made, folks. And then I can do this. Well, freelancers, this has been episode 41 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, our first post um, EA Play podcast with all this information. Thanks for sticking with us. You can follow us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Freelancer Codex. You can... It's still really loud to me. Anyway, you can follow us all on all of our social medias. You can go and follow us on um, youtube.com slash Freelancer Codex. You just find it there. It's probably some long link. And until next time, guys, there's a new Shaper Storm on the horizon. And we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Later. Bye-bye. Ooh, the drop.